Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. Over the last year or so, we've all begun to realize that we have less control over our lives than we maybe thought. There are external factors at work that we can't always control. That being said, today we're going to be talking about seven principles that allow you to take control of your life and shape it into what you want it to be. You may already do this really well, but even if you do, this is going to be great for you as a leader to be able to take these seven principles and encourage the people on your leadership team or in your life to do the same. We're going to get to a little bit more about our guests in just a second, but first... It's great when you have time to listen to podcasts, but sometimes you just need to get straight to the facts. And that's why we've put together the Leadership Action List. It's a year's worth of weekly action steps to improve your leadership. If you want to be a noticeably different leader in one year, this simple but effective resource is for you. Download this list for free at leadershipactionlist.com. Once again, for an entire year of weekly leadership development, go to leadershipactionlist.com. Our guest today helps business leaders increase their effectiveness through focusing and strengthening their agency as leaders. His client list includes Fortune 500 companies, financial firms, nonprofit organizations, universities, and startups. He's the co-author of The Power of Agency, The Seven Principles to Conquer Obstacles, Make Effective Decisions, and Create a Life on Your Own Terms. Here is Paul Knapper. Paul, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks so much, Josh, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you better as a leader and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Yes, I am. What is some lesson, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? You know, one, one thing that resonates a lot is a short uh, quote by one of my favorite authors, uh, Joan Didion, who writes that, we tell ourselves stories in order to live. And what she means by that is human beings, you know, live in the stories we construct uh, about our lives, who we are, and what the, is the nature of the world around us. And we live our lives through those stories. And we're in a constant act of, of creating and recreating the stories of our lives. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is? Courageous thoughtful, and measured. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? How did you arrive at that point of view? What is a book that you would recommend to leaders? Right now, one favorite of mine is Amy Edmondson at Harvard Business School, her book on psychological safety and and why it is so important. It's called The Fearless Organization. And it's a terrific book that's good for leaders at all levels. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? Slow down, 
re- reflect more, make sure you're giving adequate time to the most important decisions you need to make. And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Well, I think I think both are pretty relevant, actually, and lead to better decision making. But why is always a critical question, and why not is just the flip side of the coin. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the mold here, and I'm gonna say both questions are really important. Well, Paul, we are here today to discuss your recently released book, The Power of Agency, The Seven Principles to Conquer Obstacles, Make Effective Decisions, and Create a Life on Your Own Terms. First of all, I'd love to hear from you about the big idea behind this book and then maybe get into what exactly you mean by agency. Yeah, great, great place to start, Josh. So my co-author and I wrote this book to address a problem, and that problem is that we found that many people we work with across society uh, are feeling stuck and and thwarted in their lives. They're not necessarily living the lives they want to live. They feel caught up in a treadmill-like existence. Um, And many people are experiencing uh, elevated levels of anxiety and, and worry. So we wanted to get underneath that and try to understand better what was driving that phenomenon. And you know, we do have record levels of anxiety in America. Many people aren't aware of that, but we actually have an anxiety epidemic in this country. 20% of Americans are diagnosed with a clinical anxiety disorder at this point, and many millions more are hovering, you know, just below the clinical line. So there are a lot of people suffering right now. So we want to try to understand why, what was driving that and what people can do about it. And what we found is that you know, one of the the issues is that people have felt a, a, a decreased sense of agency in their lives. And agency, to your question, is our capacity to use everything available to us, all of our resources, to bring to bear on our life situation and to make good choices, the kinds of choices that actually allow us to create a life on our own terms, you know, consistent with our values and our interests. But a lot of people were feeling that they're not getting there. They're not, they're not able to create that life uh, and that there's all kinds of things getting in their way. So we wrote a book to try to get at the concept of agency and in, introduce that to the, the nation because agency is something that's been long discussed, debated, researched, by philosophers, psychologists, and sociologists, but there really hasn't been anything written in the popular press to help people develop a a healthier and fuller sense of personal agency. So he wrote this book to try to get underneath the existing troubles that people are experiencing, which again, feeling stuck, feeling thwarted, feeling like they're not able to create the lives they want. And so we built, we wrote this book as psychologists, two psychologists to help people understand what are the key building blocks of a healthy level of personal agency? Because agency is the thing that allows us again, to make the right kinds of choices in our lives and live a life uh, on our own terms. And I do want to get to those building blocks soon in this interview. But one of the things, as you were just talking, one of the things that came to mind is why 
have people lost this sense of agency? Is this something that is because of individual actions? Is is it a societal issue? What what are the reasons, or at least some of the reasons, because I'm sure it's a complex issue, but what are some of the reasons behind the sense of a loss of agency in our lives? Well, it's a, that's a really uh, important question. And it, it's actually both things. It's the pace of change having accelerated um, all around us in terms of how we live uh, and the demands on us, on all of us. It also relates to the choices we're making in terms of how we uh, seek to adapt to the changing circumstances in our lives. So, you know, it's become almost a cliche to say it, but we live in the information age. What a lot of people don't recognize is the sheer level of impact that causes in terms of how we how we live, what our day-to-day lived experience is like as Americans. It is dramatically different from 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. We live in a very different way now. The economy has has changed. Many, many things have shifted that have required people to try to adapt. And one of the big changes because of the, again, living in this information age is that we are expected to be able to make sense of enormous quantities of data, of information that is constantly coming our way. We are also expected to be able to engage in at least a basic level of critical thinking in order to adapt and get get ahead in, in, in our society today. Um, a lot of people aren't aren't well equipped for that, and um, there are a lot of pitfalls. There are a lot of there are a lot of sort of blind alleys and dead ends that people can find themselves in as they seek to adapt to the enormous amount of of changes that have happened. And so people are frustrated. They're they're upset. They're worried. They're angry. Many people have kind of reached their capacity up against their capacity to adapt successfully. And so we wrote this book to help people say, hey, you actually have within you the capacity to more successfully adapt to whatever uh, situation life throws your way. Here are the key things to focus on. So, Paul, in your book, you lay down seven principles for building agency, this agency that we have a sense, so many of us have a sense that we've lost. And before you give us these seven principles, one of the things I just want to say is that one of the things I constantly remind listeners of or one of the constant themes of this podcast is helping leaders live and lead well. So it's not just a matter of helping other people have agency, but it's finding that agency for ourselves so that we can encourage others to lead from a place of agency and help others to find that agency as well. So that being said, this is this is so important for people who want to lead effectively, not only for themselves, but for those they're leading. So what are these seven principles for building agency? Yeah, I'll run through them pretty quickly. And, and I, I want to say something to your listeners, though, before I do that which is that there are many people who feel like they are unique in feeling a sense of struggle to adapt successfully. So a lot of people feel like there's something wrong with them and that everybody else is doing better than they are. And what we found through our research and through many interviews is that everybody is challenged right now. Literally everyone, even the people who outwardly look like they're very successful and they are adapting beautifully. Those people are struggling as well. So there's nobody who is immune to this situation. But 
what we found in from our research and our knowledge as psychologists is there are basically two big categories that that people need to focus on to develop a healthier level of of human agency. One is um, focused more on um, the, the 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 physical or behavioral things we do, behaviors we engage in. The second is big area is how we think, how we think, how we manage our emotions, and most importantly, how we make decisions. So basically, we lumped these these seven things that build agency into two big buckets. One, again, the behavioral things, which is how we behave. Two, how we think and how we process our emotions. Uh, or the cognitive things. So the first three principles of agency, one that we start with is to have a healthy sense of agency, you must be able to control the amount of stimuli you expose yourself to. This is a big issue these days. A lot of people don't realize that when they oversaturate their brains and overstimulate, you know, their, their, their cognitive capacities, that their functioning deteriorates. So the best leaders understand this. The best leaders realize that if they have too much extraneous information or stimuli coming into their brains, all it does is confuse matters. It gets in the way of them being more effective in thinking through problems and making good decisions. So the first one we call control stimuli. And we read a chapter on how to do that better in your life. The second we call associate selectively. This is the second behavioral principle. And associate selectively is one of the most important of all the seven principles. And basically boil it all down to the idea of whom you spend time with, who's part of your inner circle is probably the most important thing that will determine your level of agency and your level of of success and happiness in your life. If you surround yourself with people who drag you down, people who are negative, people who are overly critical, people from whom you can't learn anything new, you will not really be able to create the kind of life you want to create. So we recommend people surround themselves with more positive people, people who encourage them, people who challenge them, people uh, from whom they can learn, because this is a crit- this is critical to having a healthy sense of agency. This includes the community you live in, the workplace you're a part of, all of these different communities that touch you and your life, you want to make sure those are positive and supportive uh, communities. The third behavioral principle we call manage your health through movement. And we simply refer to it as move, but that's a little bit of a misnomer because, you know, movement is a critical piece of agency for everyone. Our bodies are designed to move And when we are engaged in some physical movement, everything works better. Our metabolism works better. Our brains work better. But it's not just movement. So physical exercise is an important dimension of this principle. But it's also what we eat. It's how we sleep. Are we getting enough rest? It has a lot to do with all the ways that we take care of our physical bodies And if we're not moving, if we're not sleeping well, if we're not eating well, our level of agency declines. So a lot of people miss that. They don't recognize that when we're not taking good care of ourselves physically, everything else 
deteriorates as well. So those are the first three principles of agency, what we call the behavioral principles. I'll move on now to the four last principles of agency, which we call cognitive principles. They're how we think. And the first one of the the, the cognitive principles is called position yourself as a learner. Now, this relates to a question you just asked me, Josh, which is, you know, what's more important, asking why or why not? A person who positions themselves as a learner asks lots of questions. They are very curious about the world around them, about other people, also curious about themselves, what makes them tick, and they are constantly seeking to learn through multiple modalities, through through learning through their lived experiences, learning through reading, learning through talking with other people. What we found is people with higher levels of agency are constantly seeking to learn. The biggest thing this requires is a sense of openness and, and a sense of being open to new learning. And so it means checking some of your judgments so that you can actually be open. We, we recommend the, the general operating principle of first seek to understand before you judge. And that requires you to position yourself as a learner. The next principle, uh, the cognitive principle, we call manage your emotions and, and beliefs. Now, this is a really, really critical one for human beings. It relates to the quote I mentioned at the very beginning of our discussion today, Josh, and that is that we tell ourselves stories as people. We're constantly constructing a story of our, of our lives, of who we are, and, and of the world around us. And that story needs to be updated as we learn more. Um, as we grow as people. So how we manage our emotions and also our beliefs um, becomes a very critical piece of what kind of lives we create for ourselves. So if we see ourselves as a victim, just by way of example, if we see ourselves as, as a victim and the world as, a, as an unbearably hostile place, we're going to create a life based on that prince on that belief, and um, it's going to constrain us. It's going to get in our way in terms of cr- trying to create a life that's more positive and more healthy. Frankly, so so we as people are constantly generating beliefs. A lot of our beliefs come from our emotions, and a lot of people develop beliefs um, that are completely unexamined. They just are are more automatically developed. We see higher agency people as being more open to questioning some of their beliefs. And beliefs are very different from values. And we talk about this in the book. For most of us, we have these enduring values that guide our lives. And those things generally remain stable throughout our lives. Our values often don't change much. Our beliefs, however, do change or should change because as again as we learn more we want to be a, a, a adjusting some of the beliefs we have so we talk a lot in the book about beliefs being temporary navigational guides to all of us as people and as we grow learn and experience more in our lives we make adjustments to some of those beliefs because it allows us to navigate better so this whole principle of of managing emotions and beliefs really has a lot to do with self-awareness. And it's a it's probably one of the most difficult parts of, of developing a healthy sense of agency. The sixth principle of agency is called check your intuition. 
Now, intuition is a widely misunderstood concept. We break that down for people so they can understand what actually is intuition, what is it not. And what we've learned is that intuition can be learned. It is a learned skill. Anyone can learn to become more intuitive. Now, what a lot of people don't don't understand is that intuition is the primary mode through which we make most of our day-to-day decisions. And yet most of us don't even understand how to best use intuition and how to develop it more fully. So we, we talk a lot in this chapter about intuition and when to use it, when not to use it, and how to develop it. Um, the final principle of agency is really kind of where it all comes together. And that is called deliberate, then act. And this idea is to learn how to deliberate you know, more skillfully in your life before you move into action. So this is kind of what, what juries do when a jury is deliberating after they've heard all the facts in a trial. They're trying to weigh and measure and sift and trying to make come to a decision uh, that represents justice. So we need, to, in order to do that, we need to slow things down. We need to learn how to engage in a bit of critical reasoning how to use our more analytical powers, which like intuition, this is a learned skill. This can be developed. So we recommend that people uh, read a bit and learn more how to think more critically because, again, back to something I made, a point I made earlier, the society we live in today expects this of us. We are bombarded with so much data and information that is, it is expected that we know what to do with it. We know how to make sense of it. We know how to think about it, how to analyze it, and how to make decisions based on it. And many of us don't. Many of us struggle with that. So this final principle of agency is about slowing things down, becoming more deliberate in how you think through important issues in your life before you take action. And so you roll it all together, and these seven principles are the building blocks of creating a healthy level of personal agency so that you can adapt to whatever life throws your way. And adaptation is the single most important skill and ability for all of us moving forward. Clearly, the pandemic has tested this ability. We argue in the book that we are all going to be tested in years to come. Our adaptive skills are going to be tested in years to come. So we look at the pandemic as, 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 as one big important test, but there will be more tests to come. And so how you adapt has a lot to do with your level of agency because it is agency that allows us as, as humans to adapt to, to our situations. So anyways, the long-winded answer to your question, Josh, but those are the seven principles of agency. And that is incredibly important information. Just to recap for those who've been listening for the last few minutes, there are three doing principles, four thinking principles. The three doing principles are controlling your stimuli, associating selectively, and incorporating movement. The four thinking principles are positioning yourself as a learner, managing your emotions and beliefs, checking your intuition, and deliberating, then acting. Now, Paul, one of the things I'm wondering is for those of us who are living in a high anxiety environment and feel a sense of low agency as leaders, what would be the number one thing you'd recommend as a starting point? And then maybe if you are a leader who has a sense that your team is experiencing anxiety and doesn't have a sense of agency, 
anything you would recommend to leaders to help their teams feel that greater sense of agency? Great question. Um, The place to start is always with the three behavioral principles. If you notice yourself as a leader, and by the way, everybody's a leader. Every person is is at the very least a self-leader. You're leading yourself. And so everyone is in a leadership role in some way, shape, or form. If you notice yourself as a leader feeling overwhelmed, as or as you just said, Josh, you know, feeling feeling kind of anxious and feeling low agency, we recommend you start with the three behavioral principles right away. And the first place is to control the amount of stimuli. If you were overstimulating your brain, you've you've been on a screen for too many hours, you have just too much going on around you, take yourself to a quiet place. Get more quiet with yourself. Notice your breathing. Notice your thoughts. Notice your emotions. Slow things down. And also ask yourself, who around me is my most supportive ally? And so use associate selectively to get some people around you whom you can talk to and say, hey, I'm feeling kind of, you know, X, Y, and Z. What do you think that's about? And how do I, how do I move forward with that? The best way for us all as people to gain support is through reaching out and connecting with other people. So, and then finally, the third principle, movement, get out and take a walk. It's so critical when feeling overwhelmed and stuck to what we call shift set. Shift set, get up, get out, get moving. It's really crucial for us to be outdoors. A lot of people are spending more time indoors these days. Um, and are more sedentary. If you feel stuck, if you're starting to feel overwhelmed, the best thing to do is get up and get outside. And I don't care what the weather's like. You know, we have a joke up here in New England that there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad gear. So get yourself the right equipment and get outside, even if it's just for 10 minutes. Uh, It helps enormously to kind of reset, recalibrate, and get you back into a higher level of agency. Well, Paul, I really appreciate you sharing on the podcast today. Is there any final thought that you would like to leave listeners with, whether it's something that we've already talked about today that you'd like to reiterate or something we haven't had a chance to talk about at all yet? You know, I'll just underscore one thing we did talk about, Josh, which is that many of us have inside of us, the capacity to develop a healthier level of agency. It's just, it's there inside of us, ready to be awakened and nurtured. And I think that many of us are looking for external hacks, life hacks, right? And and for many people, it's medication, right? It's like, I feel anxious. I, I, I just want to medicate that away. While we're not going to argue that medication is, you know, doesn't have its uses because clearly it does. We want people to acknowledge the resources they have inside of themselves to kind of keep themselves balanced, grounded, and healthy because that's the first order of business in creating a healthy level of agency. So my final thought is just all of us today are living through an adaptive crisis. We are all struggling to adapt to the pandemic, to some of the economic changes that have occurred related to the pandemic and even pre-pandemic. We're all struggling to adapt. And so thinking about this and thinking about what helps you best adapt to adversity in your life, 
make a list. Think about what's been most helpful to you through the pandemic. How have you coped better? How have you developed uh, greater resilience? And develop a little self-insight into what works best for you. Because challenges we experience uh, around adaptation through the pandemic, again, are likely to continue after the pandemic. And so we all of us need a healthy level of agency in order to continue adapting. Well, Paul, if people have enjoyed what they've heard from you today and want to find out more about you and your book and the work that you're doing, where would you like them to go? Yeah, they can check us out at at, uh, the website, which is powerofagency.com. That's powerofagency.com. They can read more about the concept, about the book. You know, they can also, you know, the book's available everywhere. Books are sold and and certainly on Amazon. Um, They can read the reviews uh, there. So please, yeah, look us up and shoot us a question through via email if you you have any questions. And uh, thanks so much, Josh, for having me today. Absolutely, Paul. Thank you for your time today. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Once again, if you'd like to connect with Paul and learn more about his new book, The Power of Agency, go to his website at powerofagency.com. That link, as well as other ways to connect with Paul, are in the show notes below. Now, let's go ahead and get to today's three key takeaways. The first one is this. Values don't change much in life, but beliefs do. I really like this because one of the principles that Paul shared was to manage your emotions and beliefs. He was talking about how if the story that we believe or that we're listening to or that we're allowing to shape our life is not working for us, then we can change that story. That being said, I appreciated that he differentiated between values, which aren't going to change much throughout our lives, and beliefs, which we can change to help us to have more agency in our lives. The second key takeaway is this. There's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. This is a helpful principle to remember as you are living your life, as you are shaping your life direction. If something is not serving you well, maybe it's not right for the direction that you're looking to head in life. And the final key takeaway is this. We have the capacity to develop more agency. Everyone has that capacity. But instead of doing this, many look for external hacks such as medication or any other number of things that we allow ourselves to be distracted by so that we don't feel the need to take more responsibility of our lives. We're all struggling to adapt in this world. So do the hard work of developing agency in your life so that you don't end up being frustrated with the life that you've allowed to happen to you. And even though we've just covered these three key takeaways, I want to run through these seven principles once again, and I want you to think which of these or which two, three, or four of these can you begin focusing on so that you can make sure that you are increasing your agency in your own life. The seven principles are control stimuli, associate selectively, manage yourself through movement, position yourself as a learner, manage your emotions and beliefs, check your intuition, and deliberate, then act. If you're looking for actions to take as a leader, one thing I encourage you to do is to download the leadership action list, which is 52 actions that you can take to improve your leadership. This is essentially a year's worth of weekly action steps. If you'd like this and like a weekly email to remind you about one action step each week, you can download the free list at leadershipactionlist.com. Once again, download the free leadership action list at leadershipactionlist.com. Until next time, keep living and leading well. Thank you.
Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well.